today uh, as you can see we pretty much have a full squad in the building so a warm welcome to Amir, Nabil, John and Anwar and my name is Pan also known as Agent P. Uh, guys it's been a minute we have not touched base in quite some time as we're taking in uh, the bubble the NBA bubble so let's get it kicked off right away like what are your thoughts on the NBA bubble and the play and your playoff thoughts so far. Well, for the for the Raptors, like it was it was uh, it was a disappointment for me personally. Like I thought it was a big disappointment. I mean, the overall season is not a disappointment. Just the way we went out, I, I feel like it was it was disappointing. I I thought without Gordon Hayward, we should. Like, I thought it was going to go seven in our favor with Gordon Hayward playing. And I thought without Gordon Hayward, we should have definitely been able to take them. And there were some good things. Like, they came back from the 0-2. And, and, and they showed they showed some they, – they showed their heart, right? But in the end, it was just a little – they came up a little bit short. And I'm not, like, mad at the entire team, obviously. But uh, they, they did what they could. And uh, uh, if you guys – I don't know if you, 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 you want to get into that series a little bit or – yeah, you know, why, why, why don't we talk about that, man? Uh, the Raptors. And uh, I think Amir hit it on the head. Like, it's a somber time for Raptors fans right yeah. now. I think to get to game seven, being down 2-0, need a little bit of luck, need a little bit of OG, uh, buzzer-beating uh, magic. Uh, and But at the same time, it just makes you think, like, if Pascal Siakam played a touch better we might be still playing right now as the Raptors against the Celtics. And I think in a bubble, in a microcosm of the bubble, that really stood out uh, with respect to uh, Pascal kind of not stepping up on the biggest stage, uh, being so close to get to a conference finals. But uh, yeah, it's tough to watch right now. Like I want to kind of hear you guys out too in terms of what you're saying right now, but uh, that's kind of uh, where I'm at, just like how close we were if we had just played a bit yeah. better. Yeah, no, man. Um, I feel like Nick Nurse said it like a couple of days ago. He was like, we had like so much left in the tank, we feel, right? There is that regret. Um, and, and Nurse said it, man. He was just like, I feel like n- not just like the team, the staff, like everybody, the whole, the whole organization wanted so much more, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I guess the, the one thing we learned is there were like a few versions of the Raptors in the bubble even. Right, there was like the eight, eight or nine games that they played when they first got in, like the exhibition games, murdered that, right? And then like the season Raptors in the bubble, like they did a great there, right? What one loss, two losses? Yeah, I believe it was one loss, one yeah. loss, lost it, yeah. right? Like to the Celtics, yeah. they got yeah. killed by the Boston. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. And then like that first round cakewalk, right? Um, and then like you know we run into this kind of, um, I, I'm gonna say we like like we lost the series for ourselves. Oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. 100%, right? Like, we, we lost that series. Like, yeah, there were a couple of blowouts. But, again, it was because 
some bounces weren't going our way, some idiotic plays, um, some like, you know, um, just not realizing where you are, <clears throat> Siakam, right? Like, um, and, and, and just kind of not, not giving it that, I don't want to say the stuff that we had when Kawhi was here, but like, cause I don't really think that plays any, a, a, any difference in, in this situation, right? Like look at the Clippers, look what ended up happening to them. Right. So like, I think we were our own demise. Um, but I think we learned a lot, right? Like we learned that Siakam is not ready for that role. He's just not ready. Right. And like, maybe the expectations were too much. Right. But like, it's it just, he needs to take it up one more level or maybe a couple levels. Right. Where it's like, if you're going to be the guy, like, you need to just go beast mode. Like, it doesn't matter, right? And, and like, I feel like he wasn't himself. His, his spin move wasn't working. And apart from that, there was nothing else. So, um, yeah, man, like, you know, I feel the same way. Like, I, I feel like if we had just somehow uh, squeaked by or, or, just, or just squeezed by, like, that second round, we would be a good contender to be in the finals. I mean, the yeah. Miami series, don't get me wrong, would be – hella hard, right? But, like, if we had beaten Boston, I feel like we would have enough to go to the finals. Switching this talk a little bit positively, you got to look at the Raptors and what they did. I know regular season and whatnot, but, hey, second in the league, if I'm not mistaken, or third in the league overall. With with Kawhi leaving, no one thought that. As I mentioned previously, all the analysts thought they wouldn't even be in the playoffs. So let's let's give them, you know, 100%. Nick Nurse, coach of the year. 100%. Let's give him. Let's give him his respect, right? Um, genius, amazing, yeah. right? So you you got to look at the positives. Yes, don't get me wrong. You know when they and I think we all talked about this in another previous episode, where I think the Celtics were going to be their most difficult matchup yeah. overall, just with the matchups that they had, the star players that they had, even without Gordon Hayward. And I honestly think, man, watching that series, I'm not sure if you guys felt it, but like. Anytime we would make a run or something, like they would just make another run too and just keep adding on to the lead or, you know, breaking our, you know, our runs or whatnot. So it was like we just never had the answer. And I always felt like we played from behind the whole series, like the whole series. Even in game seven, honestly, like we had a lead at one point, I think by eight in the second quarter. I was like, let's, let's be honest, the way we've been playing. Yeah. And yeah, you know, we're going to, shoot Siakam for the way he played, you know. Again, I'm going to go back to giving cahoots. Kyle Lowry played like a dog. You know, Norm Powell stepped up. OG showed up when he had to, right? Serge, let's give it Blaka his credit too, right? But I think you got to realize with Pascal, when did he start playing basketball? Seven, ten years ago? Like, that's he's a baby, right? So, I mean, to quote-unquote be put into, like, Kawhi's shoes and kind of take up that role, I mean – you know, during the regular season, he kind of showed that he could. Um, I just think in the bubble, I don't know what it was. I don't know whether he was too shook or he needed, like, the Scotiabank crowd or something yeah, behind yeah. him. But That might have been something. Like, honestly, no, that might be. It's a part of it. Yeah. It's a part sure. of it. For sure. And Nick Nurse said it, man. Like, um, in that same interview I'm, I'm referencing, he was like, that definitely had something to do with some of the guys. And he referenced Siakam, Gasol, and even Fred to some degree, right? Yeah, like, so I'll- Come on. So like definitely that did have something to do with it. And and like, you know, if you if, if you look at it minus Gasol, like the vets did what they had to do. Ibaka came through, right? Larry came through, right? So like, you know, I mean that type of environment and don't forget, man, like all the stuff that's going on too, right? 
Like, you know, they had that kind of mini pause for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, I, I think from, from their standpoint, like, you know, they, they were questioning whether they wanted to be there or not. Right. Like, so like that little pause could have affected them. Right. So there are a lot of factors here, but like, you, like you're right. Like there's a lot of positives to look at. Right. Like, and I think the, like the squad that we have now, like not much has to change. Yes. There's some like financial things that they got to sort out and make sure certain people get back or not. But like, I think we're really good where we are for next year. Right. Cause East is going to be wild next year, but like, you know, like I think we're in a good spot. Yeah. I, I think along the similar lines, like it's, Yes, it's disappointing, but it's at the same time, it's something for us to look forward to that we still have such a strong defense. Our offense is right there. We just need that that little bit of an edge more. Um, along the same lines, yeah, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame Siakam. The thing I didn't understand, which frustrated me with him, and there are other players as well, but game four, he put up 13 threes, I think it was, and he made two of them. That was very – I don't know why he was trying to make threes. That's not his role. That's not his job. Um, and then there's another game there. I think it was game five or six. Same thing. He shot five threes and he missed all of them. That was, that was very frustrating to see because I felt like he had, you know, he's such a dominant, like inside within say 12 feet and inside it's his game to play. Like maybe you struggle sometimes offensively, but I don't like him changing and trying to make threes like that. Um, but at the same time, give them credit, you know, Marcus smart. He came out of nowhere, put on some magic shows all of a sudden. I mean, Oh, unbelievable. But at the same time, you know, I'm still I'm still hopeful for the Raptors. Boston was balanced both offensively and defensively. So I, I kind of kind of saw them being a big challenge, whereas Miami is more on the offensive firepower side of things. Um, but, you know, credit to them. Jalen Brown didn't step up, though. And I thought with uh, uh, Howard uh, or Hayward, sorry, being injured, I thought for sure we were going we to take this series. It was going to go to seven, but it was going to be in our favor, I thought. And then, yeah, just it was so close. It was, we were right there, and that's just what hurts the most, I guess, is that we had it within a few points. So in, in a lot of those games, that could have gone our way easily. So the issue, the issue, like, I, like I know you guys are saying, like he, um, he didn't. We're not. Uh, he was supposed to fill for Kawhi, but like we weren't asking him. Like that, that that's that, that's the annoying part to me. We're, we weren't asking him to beat Kawhi. Like we weren't asking him to do. Like, nobody was asking him to do sidestep threes, fade away. Like, we weren't asking him to, to go outside of his bag. His bag was just to take advantage of the smaller matchups. And he wasn't able to do that consistently. And that is, that's, like, the, the frustrating part. Like, and he missed a couple. And then I think he got in his head. And it just, like, went completely down. But we're not, we weren't – like, he wasn't being asked to do things that were outside of his capabilities that he regularly does. Like, that was a frustrating part to me. Yeah, I think with Siakam too, guys, to me, he comes across as like a rhythm player too. I think uh, the Siakam that we saw before the bubble, like he was starting to get into a groove. Raptors had a good rhythm and momentum. Uh, Granted, like in late game situations, it was still kind of question marks in terms of how he was finishing around the rim. And he's still learning that dynamic. Uh, But I think in the bubble, for whatever reason, when we get into this like next season that like we just kind of witnessed here for him, he just kind of clammed up. And I don't know if it was like, even, even in the games leading up to the playoffs, um, he wasn't playing that well. You can see there was a drop off and like he had said that he wasn't really practicing or playing or whatnot. And I, and what, and obviously with the pandemic, um, I think 
you know, to everyone's frustration, like to who's watching was like, like John said too, uh, taking advantage of that matchup, whether it's like a Kemba is on you on a switch or you got a smaller guard on you, like you can easily just shoot over them. You have like a nice little hook. You can get in there, at least draw a foul. Uh, but I also want to give credit to like Jalen Brown, man. Like he's going to be on an all defensive team. Boston as a whole is a really solid defensive team. Like Brad Stevens had them playing really solid. But Jalen Brown was giving Siakam fits with, in terms of his athleticism and just kind of getting in his grill as well. But I'm with number. you guys. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. They had his number. They, yeah. They, like, yeah. They, had they, his number all. they had a game plan for him as yeah. well, knowing that, like, hey, Toronto was going to give him the ball at key moments. So yeah. I think for Siakam, I'm not giving him a pass. I really appreciate that he owned that yeah. it was on him that, mm-hmm. that the Raptors lost. If he had played even a bit better, uh, we'd probably still be playing right now. But I think for somebody like Siakam, like his star was on the rise for so long, like in terms of like G League MVP, um, then like winning the most improved player, yeah. all-star appearance. Like it's kind of like a meteoric rise. I think this kind of brings it down for him to humble himself. He just got the big contract and I still trust in Masai giving him that contract. I think he's going to put in the work. He has the heart. Um, and like Nabil touched on as well, he just picked up a basketball not too long ago and he's developing, but he definitely has to get more into his skill set. Handle needs to get more tight. Spin moves need to get more uh, variance to them. And we'll see how it goes from there. I think the sky's the limit for him, but it's frustrating when you see guys like Jamal Murray, Luka Doncic. It's almost like two seasons in one for them, right? Like the regular season finished, they came into the bubble. It's the start of a new season, and you see how they're just balling out. Like they they have kind of raised their game to yeah. another level. I don't know if it's kind of the, maybe it's because of the AEU format that they're used to, but um, it's it's telling. But we'll see how it goes with Siakam. But yeah, it, it was it was a disappointing end. Uh, yeah, in yeah. terms of what might have been, and now it's kind yeah. of an off season to see what happens with these contracts. So. Yeah, no, man, and I think uh, a lot of it also has to do with like the fact that it's actually good and good, good at math thing. Like, there's no real home court, right? Like, mm-hmm. someone like him might feed off the crowd more and get, you know, that edge that he needs to gain that confidence, right? Yep. Um, some players, I think, like like not having that crowd might help them. Come on, man. I, I think that's a bunch of baloney, man. You play the game, you get paid, you better show up if there's yeah. fans or no fans. Like, But a young player like him, a young player you, like him, who's... But uh, you're getting paid $35 million. Oh. You show up to play, oh. my man. You know yeah, what I'm no, saying? You, you have to go to work. You definitely have to go to work, but I'm talking about what their psyche might be. No, understandably so, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Technically, he's only getting 2.9 this year. Well, I mean... <laughs> fine. Oh, yeah. That's fine. The four years, <laughs> 130 kicks in, right? yeah. But you signed him like yeah. you are the superstar. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? No, no, yeah. It's, it's not... It sh- shouldn't be the sole reason why he did that. You know what I mean? Like... No, should, you're right. You're yeah, right. There, it, it shouldn't be the sole reason. But people, like, they're built... Like, they're built different, right? Yeah. But you are a professional athlete. Like, you know... And, like, I don't know. Like, I personally would kind of see this as a positive where there's no home court, you know? 100%. There's no pressure of like the away game, right? And it's like the same. You look up, the lights are in the same place, the screens are in the same place. And that, somebody made a point. I think it was Mark Jackson. Like the way the nets are set up, there's no crowd. There's no crowd behind you or stands. So the net, like, like it looks closer. Like there's not a lot of distraction, right? Like if you want to break it down. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I mean, who knows, man? Like psyche is a huge. So what I was getting at was, 
Siakam seems like a very like if his head's in it, he'll do great. If it's not, and I think that's what he has to learn as well. Yeah, like the mental strength and like toughness, um, yeah. yeah, endurance you need, not just physical. It's the mental, right? That's gonna be part of his growth for yes, sure. Exactly. But I, I don't know if that's something that you you learn. Like, like you know what I mean? Like something like. It seems like some guys are built for it and some guys aren't. Because you're talking like a lot, of, like he, he, again, he wasn't playing like vets. He was playing younger guys, and they're just like you see them. That you see it in their eyes, like they got it. They're 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 there to uh, to kill, man. And he wasn't. He wasn't. You didn't see like he was. Uh, he wasn't there. Soft, he wasn't he like was present. Soft. Yeah. Yeah. He, was, a- he wasn't. He wasn't in the killer mode, and he actually did like he actually did worse. Like during the regular season, <laughs> in the playoffs, he went down to like 16, 17 points. Like, and he didn't go in that. We're all waiting for it. But. I got I got a question for you guys. If you were in Nick Nurse's situation, would you still ride with Pascal and give him those 40-plus minutes? Or would you, I don't know, put in somebody, you know, who had a hot hand, maybe like a Norm, or like, you know, Matt Thomas came with some energy? Or do you ride Pascal right to the end, even though he's shooting like 13% yeah. from three and so on and so forth? Yeah. That's where I kind of question. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's your quote-unquote star of the team. But – when's enough enough is mm-hmm. enough right like you got to go to somebody else like i give larry did what he could like you know van vliet did what he could but at the end of the day like if it's not coming from siakam you got to go to somebody else and that's where i kind of question nurse in the latter moments of certain games where you're playing these guys 40 plus minutes yep. and you're still riding siakam yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. what kind of frustrated me as a fan yeah no man i i would love i would have loved to see matt thomas more you know yep. Like the, yeah. the the short spurts that he had, he was decent on defense, but like he was getting to his spots, right? And like yep. especially the games where uh, Boston was going off on the threes, I think he could have been that one X factor that would have like responded from our side. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, Lowry was there, Ibaka did his thing, Norm came into this thing, but I think when Siakam was struggling, I would have loved to see more Matt Thomas. Yeah, I think um, I get I get the question, Nabil. I think for me. It's uh, it's almost like trial by fire, uh, for Siakam, like leaving him in there. I know, like Nurse, it's almost like, as bad as we were playing and as bad as Siakam was playing, like I'll even go back to Game Six, that overtime thriller, where we essentially forced Game Seven, right, to like really get to that stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Siakam's defensive efficiency, and just in terms of his length and contesting shots and really causing havoc on the perimeter. And in terms of plus minus in that game, as crappy as he played offensively, his stats were trash in terms of his shooting percentage and everything like that. He impacted the game differently on the defensive end where if you did take him off, would there be a drop off? And we were able to pull out that game. I think game seven, if I look at it just in a nutshell, the Raptors, that wasn't the Raptors in terms of just turning the ball over, not taking care of the ball, like key turnovers and stretches. And I give credit to Boston, honestly, like a crazy block by Marcus Smart in terms of a chase down block. And then we just couldn't, you know, really get an offensive rhythm going. And, and I think for Siakam, I know this is probably not going to be the popular answer that people want to hear. But when you pay him that type of money and Masai has also invested in that, you want to still see how he grows and handles these high-pressure situations. And granted, this time he failed. It's a learning opportunity for him. Yes, as fans, we hate it because we're like, bro, Ibaka was cooking. He should be on the floor more. 
Um, but I think, I think that also shows a coach's trust. Maybe it was too much trust. Um, if, if we had made it to the next round, he was completely bombing out. Maybe he gets benched or something like that. But I think you just kind of have to ride it out as much as, and I, and I'm not going to second guess nurse because he still made amazing adjustments where we were still one possession away. Like Lowry fouled out in game seven, guys, he got tangled up with the, I forgot who it was. Was it Grant Williams or somebody underneath the net? Yeah, or like, sorry, yeah, it was Tice. Tice had him in kind of something like some sort of arm lock. So even then, we didn't have Lowry in the most pivotal stretch. And then Fred threw up that wild shot. So I think I, I get the question. I know the frustration. We're watching it. But uh, I, I just said, like, you know what, Siakam, we're going to ride and die with you. And unfortunately, this time, we just couldn't yeah. get over the hump. So. Well, yeah, despite all that, like, like despite all those things kind of not clicking – we went to game seven, went down to the last second yep. with the last shot, you know? No, you're right. No, 110%. What we're all saying is right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, we still took Boston to a game seven. You know, can you imagine, like, if Pascal played a little bit better or if certain things, bounces went our way? Like, that would have been a series that maybe could have been done in six, right? This is all ifs, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But at the end of the day, like, you know, as a fan – I was questioning certain things. Maybe in my mind, I was like, maybe that's two minutes too much for Siakam. But hey, like like Pan said, like you know, with with Nurse, you got to trials and error, right? Like that's how he's gonna learn. Unfortunately, this time, you know, the ride or die quote. Unfortunately, we died this time. But hopefully, he'll come back stronger next year, and 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 certain pieces will come back with him, and we'll just make another run. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember which one you said it. We were talking, and you said like maybe maybe they're they're just playing him because this is going to be our guy for the next for the foreseeable future and you don't want to like you want that you you want to continue that trust even for the next season right like right and then that makes sense because like maybe most like this roster is not going to look this it's possible that this roster is not going to look the same next season very true so if he's the one consistent then you you need that trust between the coach and the mm. and the and the player i i guess i mean i would have I, I would probably have benched him just because, like, yeah, you can give him a you can give him another chance in the next round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, again, I'm 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 not the coach of the year, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking even how you process it, right? Like, yeah. say 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 Nurse did bench him, and granted, he had every right to be benched based on how he was playing. I I, I completely don't second guess that or disagree with that. But then, the fact that he didn't bench him, we lost the way that we did. And the way that he stepped up in that press conference post game and said, this is on me. If I had played a bit better, knowing that he was on the court at all those moments where things were going wrong, turnovers were happening. He yeah. was, he was causing, he was not playing to his ability. That's a takeaway for him to say like, Hey man, my coach trusted in me. My teammates still had my back as trash as I was playing as terrible as I was playing. So this only has to make me stronger where next time I don't put up such, such a performance because the Wolves were out, man. The Wolves yeah. were out right after. And I just got a quick disclaimer to say, man, like some of these fans that are out here in Toronto um, who were saying like crazy, outlandish, hateful things in terms Ridiculous. of go back to your country Ridiculous. and very racially motivated, hateful things, man. Yeah, that's uncalled That's for, ridiculous, man. man. That's ridiculous, okay? So, yeah. like, I don't stand for that. I really have a hard time with stuff like that. Yeah, and that's, yeah. like, prisoners of the moment. Like, really look at what this team accomplished, and like Nabil said, and what was mentioned. At the beginning of the season, guys, everyone wrote us off. 
we weren't even supposed to make the playoffs according to some experts in terms of the top eight. We finished with the second second best record in the East. We fought. We have guys representing in the All-Star game. We got our coach of the year who did a phenomenal job. And really that narrative of like, hey, can they even do anything without Kawhi? We still stepped up and we're right there, a game away from the conference finals, a chance to maybe get back to the finals. So I thought yeah. overall it was a great season, just a tough way, tough way. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Hey, man, Kawhi did what we did. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> he, the quote unquote, better team, better coach, whatever you want to say, right? The man got out in the second round. Well, like, good, good segue. Where, well, yeah. Why don't we go into that? Yeah, let's get into like, that, uh, the, the Clippers meltdown, as I would say. What are you guys' thoughts on, like, just how it crumbled? Within, in Clip City, the fake Lob City and whatnot. So what do you guys feel about that? I'm going to start off by saying this quote that I guess I read somewhere that said, Kawhi had a doc, but he needed a nurse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, we'll start off with that. Um, but I'm comparing this Clippers team and like stars coming together to like the first year Miami Heat team back in 2010 when LeBron, Bosh, and D-Wade kind of came together. You know, right away, stars come together. You think they're going to get the championship right off the bat. Um, but in their case, they lost to Dallas. This time around for the Clippers, they lost to Denver. But I think the one thing that may have affected them is throughout the season, the load management and the injuries. I never saw this team play consistently like a five to ten games in a row where they could all gel. And unfortunately, that's what I think came back and, you know, bit them in their bad behinds. And you know what? It is what it is. Now they're golfing or on vacation, and, and that's what happens. True, man. And, yes, to add to that, I think um, karma is a B-I-T-C-H as well, right? <laughs> like, you know, I remember, and I think we all remember, the whole Pat Bev thing with Dane. Um, and, you know. One, two, three, Cancun? Yeah. <laughs> and CJ. So, like, you know, like. You know, all that, all that drama, unnecessary, right? And look what happened to you, right? Like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's like almost <laughs> comical, right? Um, and then, like, you have that Twitter thing, which was awesome, right? Like, the back and forth. Um, but, yeah, man, like, um, high expectations. I don't think they gelled well together, other than Kawhi kind of showing up day in and being consistent. Paul George, who, who who's that? Like, this man was just, like, no show, right? Like, and unreal, man. And, and that's why, like, I don't trust him in the playoffs, right? Like, at all. And I haven't since a while. And, you know, all the teams that he's been on, like, what's who's who's the person to put that fault here now, right? So, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, he won't show up next year or whatever. But, like, again, like, when the pressure's on, he just disappears, right? And I think he capped it off with that three-pointer that hit the side of the backboard like it was oh, like yeah. <laughs> that that shot just summarized like the clippers in one yeah, like instant right like, yeah way yeah, off yeah. P, so, way off p yeah exactly man and and again like you know should Kawhi have stayed if he had stayed we would have beat boston we would have been you know where they are now and we're on our way to the finals who knows right but just didn't work out for the man so which one which is a bigger disappointment to you guys? The uh, the Clippers meltdown or the Bucks? Mm. 
I would say the Clippers. I would still say the Clippers. I agree. Uh, yeah. In all yeah. honesty. Clippers. Yeah. I, I expected the Bucks to fall apart. Clippers, yeah. I think most of us, like, what was it, like six out of the seven of us ultimately said we thought the Clippers were going to, like, win it all. Yeah. yeah. So for them to implode and for both PG and Kawhi to fail in that game seven, like, Kawhi was six and two. He yeah. didn't yeah. really step up either. So he gets a lot of that blame as well. Um, and which, honestly, after the Raptors are gone, the Bucks are gone. I came out and I was hoping. I was just like, I don't care anymore. I just want Kawhi out. Like, <laughs> and then you got I your got wish. You got your wish. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it came true. So I was happy about that. But, you know, yeah. like, like Andrew was saying about the recent karma, I, I was thinking the whole thing about that as well the whole time. Like, the long-term karma. He had a chance. Could have just stayed with us. I know I'm going to sound salty, but he had the opportunity. We would be right in the thick of things. So for him to have done this, I know it's his career. I'm sure next year they'll be a lot better. I can, I can, I can only imagine that the team chemistry will indeed build, and uh, you know they're going to be more potent. But I, I, I was happy to see them go, and I, but I was, I was shocked. I'm still shocked to be honest. I still can't believe it. Yeah, 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 definitely. The, for the reasons that you just said, like I had championship expectations out of that team. I didn't have championship expectations out of Milwaukee. Um, but watching the like actually the sit getting getting to take it in the Clippers games, like, I don't think that they're going to improve, man. Like, I feel like they got a bunch of guys on that team that think that they're Kawhi. And I'm like, yeah. no. No. <laughs> like, yeah. You give the ball to that guy. Yes. Right? Get out the way. <laughs> yes. Marcus Morris is there doing his I'm like, no, stop dribbling, man. Yeah. Stop stop yeah. it. I'm like, you, you just, just, just give, give it to him and get out the way. Yeah. I, I don't um, think they got guys that are willing to do that. I think they just got to play together, man. Like, they have to have, like, a consistent – chemistry chemistry yeah. and build that chemistry because honestly watching them it was painful yeah all they did was like iso ball and like it, it would go to paul george he would do his thing go to Kawhi, he would do his thing it was like where is the team game in, in, in on the clippers right um i think we all thought just because you had all the stars and all the defensive specialists that they were just gonna run through the league but yeah Yep, chemistry, I, I, I did. chemistry is a big thing, man. Chemistry is a big thing, and I think that's what really kind of came in. Yeah, and yeah. Hurt no, them. I agree. I agree, man. We're doing like the the little effort, play, you know what I mean? The, those yeah. little, those 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 effort plays and that required the extra energy, and they, they just weren't doing it. Like the Raptors did that for like when he was here, and it worked out. But imagine if he didn't win with us, like we'd have, we having the same conversation. It would just been last year. Like, yeah, what was all that load management? What was all that bullshit? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think, I think with the Clippers too, man, like when you said like, what's more disappointing, the Clippers or the Bucks, Amir, and even just talking through this thing, the Clippers had a three, one lead on the Nuggets guys, yeah, a three, one lead. Every game, they pretty much had a 15 to 20 point lead to put away the Nuggets and they let them get to a game. That's seven, embarrassing, bro. Which yeah. is crazy. Which, yeah. which in terms of, I think I think the Clippers got what they deserved yeah. because the whole season and maybe even the, the way that they put together that roster, Nabil said it, the load management was complete BS. Not thinking that you can kind of just turn on an on switch and put like five guys together around Kawhi and sorry, th- another three guys around PG and Kawhi is going to be the answer. No chemistry, no continuity. And then even then disrespecting a team like Denver, who had just come back from 3-1 down against the Jazz, the series before. Sorry, the Blazers. No, no, yeah, it was the Jazz. The Jazz, the, jazz, yeah. the, the series before. So, I mean, like, even, like, disrespecting the moment and the opponent who's right there in front of you, and they got, they got what they deserved. Yeah, man. I want to throw it out to you guys. Like, Doc Rivers, 
that started finally being discussed about Doc Rivers, whether he's an overrated coach. He always has that hype behind that Boston Celtics team where he had KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Rondo, even Kendrick Perkins, like the, the crazy dynamic in that locker room and winning that title and getting to a couple of finals and whatnot. But I was questioning his coaching. Like, like you guys said, like it was painful to watch that basketball. It's like ISO ball, like no creativity. You have playmakers. You have abilities to get good looks, good shots. You just turned it into a Kawhi, go get us a bucket or PG, go get us a bucket. Well, what happens when you run into a buzzsaw who's actually playing team basketball um, and just kind of takes you off the court. So Doc Rivers' coaching was disappointing. And I think that has to come into question, man, especially this season upcoming. Like Clippers' championship and bust every season from now on. They have no draft picks. They traded everybody well, away. Years. They, they years. really have no future. Yeah. But I agree with Nabil in the way that they do need to play together to develop continuity and chemistry. Yeah, no. Yeah, just, to, just to add to – sorry. Uh, no, just, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Jamie. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, it, I think it, it does demonstrate further that – Basketball is such a sport that you need all that team chemistry, and this this is a perfect example of it. Um, looking, you know, you can have a team with one superstar, or now it's two, and you look how far they can go. At the end of the day, if you don't have the correct teamwork, it's not going to happen. It's not going to gel. Um, and this is, you know, it fell right back in Kawhi's face. And we'll see what the future holds, but I just want to stay further to that point. It is all about teamwork and how far along you're going. Like, even though we lost the Raptors, for example. Look at what Lowry does when he dives to the ball. Guys are passing around. Even the Bucks too. Same thing. They do a lot of ISO. Drives me nuts. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Play as a team. Get to the open man. Get inside. So when I see it happen with the Clippers or the Bucks, I'm, I'm like, that's you're not going to win with that kind of formula. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, okay, so, so we talked about Clippers and Bucks. I can't let the Bucks off the hook that easy either. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yo, what was your man Coach Bud doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the real question. What was this man doing? Like two years in Coach. a row, you talk about coaching. I, I'm shocked that he's not fired. Like, yes, we saw like I know. two I really know. big coaches get fired in, in the bubble. How did this man make it through that cut? Like, it's, it, it blows my mind, man. And, you know, we can talk about Giannis and like his kind of improvements and what he needs to fix. Yes, we all know that. The world knows that. But the coaching, I, I was just like, simple things, man. I know. I know. I had, I had criticism last year. I thought he would be like, part of me thought maybe he's going to do something like he has a secret plan. He's going to unleash later. Yeah, that's, that's thank you. <laughs> I was like, is there a slight chance? He's, or was he just honestly like performing maybe. just badly? But no, he actually was that terrible. Yeah. Like, bad calls, no adjustments being made, not even simple time modes at the right time. Um, even, you know, Yanni's getting injured with that ankle thing. He let Yanni stay on. He played another to the end of the end of it there and you kept him in the rest of the game like simple things i don't know what coach bud is thinking i don't i can't like when 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 he came out and he made that statement i think it was in the years like why would we need to change anything we're just gonna keep playing the way we're i thought i was like okay he must be playing some kind of like 4d chess and then he's, <laughs> he's like no no <laughs> stubborn right like it's stubborn. Every, yeah like everybody knew what you're gonna do and they, they, every every single t- even even orlando had the game plan Orlando did like almost the same game plan. They just didn't have the the right pieces to like execute it. And you didn't change anything. Like, oh my god, bro! Like, it was hurting my head. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, isn't Coach Bud like? I read that his his job is still secure for next year. Yeah, yeah. he's coming back. Yeah, yeah. They they uh they had a meeting like two days after. I honest I honestly think they're gonna ride with him one more year. If there's no championship, obviously depending on if Giannis signs signs back. 
Um, but I think uh, this might be the last year for Coach Bud in Milwaukee, I, I personally feel. Yeah. I think Giannis talks highly of him too, right? Yeah. So I think that's the only reason he still has a job with the Bucks is because Giannis credits a lot of his development well, hey, to him, got, right? So you got the best regular season record for the last two years. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So what happens that's different from the regular season when you go into the playoffs? Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's a different beast. You know, teams make the, these huge adjustments, but it's like you've won 60-plus games the last two years. Like what, what happens in the playoffs? Bledsoe um, happens. Yeah. <laughs> Where Bledsoe happens. <laughs> Agreed. No, but it's like you're playing the same team – like they're they're focusing in on what you do and they're taking yeah. that away. Like so so what's what, what's your backup? <laughs> and they don't have a backup. They don't have a backup. That's, yeah. that's exactly it. They don't yeah. have a backup. They have Yanis, and if Yanis doesn't perform, yeah. which they put two or three guys on him easily, then they're just gonna fall on their faces, which they did again. Yeah, I mean, as much as like Bucks, you know, I didn't really. As much as they were like people were saying like, oh, the odds makers were like, oh, they should probably be in the finals, contending for a championship, like. That second round matchup on paper, the second that you saw that they could probably match up against Miami, and I think Nabil mentioned it when we were doing kind of a, some of our earlier predictions, um, you know, in an, in an earlier episode, just talking about the playoffs. Like, if you run into Miami, the matchup is just not good for Milwaukee. They just don't match up with that kind of caliber of a team. And Miami has been awesome this playoffs. Um, and it's it's just something that the Bucks couldn't overcome. They just ran into a buzzsaw. And obviously with Giannis's injury, maybe that series could have been prolonged. But it's a lot to ask, man, to like have Giannis try to run through a wall of four heat that are ready. Jay Crowder, big guys, Bam Adebayo, like just stripping at the ball all the time and just really being physical with him. Um, and that was something where it's just like, we're going to outbruise you. We're going to out-tough you. And we're going to just kind of body you and push you around. Yeah. And, and it was actually kind of funny, too, looking back at – so game one literally went the opposite of how they expected for both those teams. Because Miami came out for their threes, right, because they're first or second in the threes. And Milwaukee's point of mind is that we're going to let you take the three and we're going to win the inside game. But, of course, that is terrible against Miami because of the best, you know, three-point shooting team. So I thought there was going to be an adjustment there somewhere. That never came. Uh, <laughs> that didn't make any sense. It still held it close. But then you'd think that game two or three, something would change there. And the changes just never came. Never came. Um, sure, they had one or two that are close, but just seeing that, I'm not going to say it's all Coach Bud's fault either. Like, a lot of players, you know, I'll say Yanni's great off the bat. He's got to be making more free throws of his, of course. But I just didn't see the changes, and I was, I was very disappointed to see the same kind of play, from, like Amir said, from last year to this year, same kind of setup, same kind of scenario. So I don't know what Coach Bud's thinking, and, yeah, I guess Giannis's loyalty to him is is keeping him alive still. But you got to kind of give respect. Um, not, not nothing against Milwaukee, but Miami. Like they came to yeah, play, man. right? Yeah. And they have been playing ever since, right? Like that first round series, I think it went what five or uh, six or six games, if I'm not mistaken. But then they came into Milwaukee. They just went for the jugular, man, and they just they just went at it. Boston, the same thing, right? Um, so, I mean. I'm thinking of a question in my head right now for you guys. If you had to kind of take the biggest surprise or what you've enjoyed most about this bubble playoff so far, um, what would you kind of lean towards or, or what has kind of caught your eyes so far in the playoffs? For me, I would say Jimmy Butler's redemption tour, man. Like 
This is this is like this is validation for him leaving Chicago. Then they went to trash. Minnesota went to trash, and then Philly, and they just gone to trash. And every time you'd be like, "Yo, like I, you would hear stuff like, yeah, he's a problem. He's a locker room caster.' It's like, no, he just wants. He just he's just a hard worker, and he don't put up with like bullshit from people who don't work as hard as him. Just wants to win. Just, yeah, he just he just found organizations like, we appreciate your work. Damn, <laughs> like, and he's like, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm ready to say that they they end up winning the championship, but even just making the finals for him, it's it's a big deal for me. I'd say for me, it's the growth of a lot of these young players where the new season of the, of the bubble, you see like kind of instant growth. Like you saw Luca playing at a different level in that first round, insane. bodying people insane. Like there are future MVPs written all over his name for years to come. And like, I know Anwar said it in an earlier episode as well. Like Luca's a problem. Watch out for him. Uh, Dallas is on the rise. Imagine Porzingis was actually healthy. Uh, maybe the Clippers get bounced in the first round, right? <laughs> so didn't get, didn't get ejected that one game. Right, or didn't get ejected that one game. Those bogus calls by the refs, right? I mean, in terms of those early games. But yep. for me, man, I have been so thrilled in seeing the growth of Jamal Murray Hitchner. and just how he's, like, legit come onto the scene. Him and Jokic as a pairing. And just like rising to the occasion, like that first round matchup against Donovan Mitchell, 50s, battling 50-40, 50-40, just putting up an amazing stretch of points. Mm-hmm. And then just even against the Clippers, down 3-1, you feel a young team like that might fold, but no, no give up in them. They're well coached and he's just taking great shots, going at these quote unquote superstars, right? Going against the Kawhis, going against these big time players and making shots, creating shots, delivering in key stretches. Game seven, he put that team on his back as well alongside the Joker. So I have been really, really impressed by him. Already the best Canadian uh, in the NBA, I'd say, right now, currently, unless we see someone else come on because that Wigan ship has sailed a long time ago. So credit (laughs) to the man from Kitchener, man. Well done, Jamal Murray. Kudos to him. Kudos to him. I agree. I agree, man. Um, I was going to say the exact same thing. I think uh the league is in good hands uh for the next you know whatever right um the one like all the people that you mentioned pen and um you know tyler hero like holy man like you know like so i i i think the young guns got a real um front and center stage to really shine um and and it kind of um you know made us feel like there's a lot to come from these guys, right? And I think the NBA is going to be super exciting, whether, you know, obviously we have our own issues with it as well. But um, I, I think it's in good hands. Oh, definitely. Sure. I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of credit. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler is mentioned, but also Dragic. He, he does a great uh, job as well, game in, game out. And at the same time, as happy as I am with them, and I want to see them go to the finals, um, I am going to celebrate, of course, the other player that got awarded MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, Yanis, right now. I'm going to enjoy that. Young Gun. <laughs> next year. Young Gun. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, he's got it. Thank you, Yanis, making it happen. So I'm going to enjoy that time for now. And hopefully he – but I'm hoping he's going to take this moment and realize that he needs to grow with the Raptors or Warriors going forward. Um, we'll see what his wisdom level's at. Mm. Definitely I don't just think kind he's of- going anywhere. Yeah, I think he's staying for a couple of years at least. Yeah, man. Him and yeah, him and Coach Bud, there, man. He's trying to get people to join him. Yeah, he's trying yeah, to get people yeah. in Milwaukee. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. But yeah, just kind of going on the lines what you guys just mentioned for me, like Miami and Denver, definitely, you know, just coming out of nowhere. But to me, honestly, I've really been able to watch Nikola Jokic, like the Joker, like the West Coast games living up in, you know, the East Coast. We, I didn't watch a lot of Denver, mm. um, but watching Jokic play, I'm going to go out on a limb and probably say he is the best big man in the league today. Overall, that's what my opinion. He's he can the play most, out, yeah. the best big man. Yeah. He's in, the most complete. Complete in a sense, yeah. inside, outside. Like what he's yeah. doing. Post like, yeah. He has the most awkward shot. Like he doesn't look like he's he can play. But man, watching this guy in the last few series, like I'm like, wow, this guy is no joke. And that's yeah. not a pun, yeah. right? <laughs> um, but that that for me, that's you know obviously the growth of Jamal Murray for sure, and Tyler here on the young guns. But yeah. for me, just looking at Jokic and the way he's been playing, man, like yeah, he was a he wasn't there yesterday in the fourth yeah. quarter, um, but just seeing him play like really has opened up my eyes, uh, you know, towards him. Yeah, I would say asterisk if Demarcus Cousins comes back healthy. That ship is still too, man. That guy's never healthy. Yeah, it's been two years. It's been I, two years, but I like, don't think Cousins also does what Jokic can do, man. Like grab a rebound and just start pushing the ball. Handles like little guards are trying to steal it from. He's just kind of like pushing them off, like yeah. crossing them off. Passing, man. Passing, and passing, man. Just you guys, not, the you guys, you, you guys don't remember Demarcus Cousins, man? Oh, passing? Yeah. No, but as, as an yeah, overall, man. as an overall, <laughs> no, I, I get player? it. I know what I know what Amir's saying, yeah. but I, I think that ship has sailed for for Cousins. Maybe, maybe injury wise, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But like as a as a prime, he he was also able to like. Do inside outside passing, run the, no, run the floor. No, I, mean, I remember prime cousins with the yeah. Kings, like that was yeah. a problem. And then even yeah. with the Pelicans, like that two-headed yeah. monster with AD. But I'm well, he's there. Go... He's just not playing. It <laughs> could be him and AD again, but <laughs> yeah, could be. but like I think uh, Joker, man, the jo- the Joker. Yeah. Just I agree with the yeah. hands yeah. down. Amazing growth, amazing growth. Um, I guess before we close out, man. Uh, Hold on. I, sorry, go ahead, Amir. Hold on. So everybody gets heat, but but uh. But we going we gonna leave Harden alone? Like what happened? Oh, you want to talk about Harden? <laughs> yeah. Oh, everybody gets treated like Harden. I'm just saying, like, it, uh, what, what disappointment level was that, man? Oh, that yo, tell me about it, man. That was my dark horse, and the coach was, they just disappeared, got, man. Coach got yeah. yeah. Oh man, he, he there's already casualties in Houston, him, man. Yeah. There's already casualties in yeah. Houston. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that, that was a disappointment for me. I thought that they would have a better showing yeah. at least more than a five game series yeah, yeah. like i thought that they could was, push yeah. at least six maybe seven but watching that series and the way they played i was like you know yeah. what they got one that that they were lucky yeah. but they were fun to watch they were fun like even if they were down they're actually like a fun team to watch like just to see like small guys play like that it's just completely yeah, you just you're just hoping that they catch fire and just hit like 10 in a yeah. row yeah, man. But honestly, I'm going to go back to what Kobe said about that style of play, man. It's not, not going to win a chip. Anything, man. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard. Like, yeah, you know, I agree. Like, you're exposing everything to your opponent if, if you play that style. There's no it, – it's, it's tough, right? Like, um, so, I mean, now that the coach is gone, who knows who they get and what changes. But um, – and will that complement the way Harden plays, Right. So I mean a lot of unknowns, but yeah, I mean I I think that hammer on that coach was coming for a while. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think, think it's just on the defensive end they get exposed. Offensively, they're it, it's all right, man. Like they, they can they can do their thing. It's tough though, man. When you get bodied on the glass like that, like yeah, you're facing yeah. a team like the Lakers, where you throw out like Howard, McGee, <laughs> and AD, 
It's just like have fun grabbing a rebound, like yeah. poor Robert Covington. <laughs> and then just in that series, like wasn't there that drama with House with the whole like yeah yeah um, calling somebody into calling someone into his room and just not being able to play and he's out of the bubble, right? I mean, yeah. it just like they need all hands on deck, and he was one of their tallest players, man. He he was like six six, like six seven, <laughs> like so he's out, right? So like you lose depth yeah. there as well. Um, I don't think, and I agree with Anwar. That style of play, man, it catches up to you. It's fun to watch. It's run and gun. You can do all the analytics you want, Daryl Morey. But at the end of the day, you're at home right now and you're watching the playoffs when it matters. But what I will say, though, is refreshing for Harden. I know we, we bash at him, we go at him. But his defensive level picked up. Yep. He's actually taking pride in his defense. And the level of pain on his face after that series, post-game, uh, it's really hurting him. And he knows each year that passes by is another now. missed opportunity yeah. Yeah. trying sure. to get a ring. Um, so, and I know like Russ was hurt and, and with, with Westbrook, you just get hot and cold. It's still the wildness. You got to find a coach who can maybe control his dynamic and his style of play as well and keep them uh, together. But like some of the names are thrown around as coach, coaching possibilities right now, Sam Cassell, former Rocket. And another interesting name is Jeff, Wan- Jeff Van Gundy, mm. um, also to coach the Rockets. But, you know, they're such a fast-paced team right now, that roster. Mm. Uh, so mm. we'll see. We'll see. Is that the changing factor for the Rockets to still be a player? The West is loaded, right, guys? Like, come next year, yep. I mean, the Golden State's going to be back. Uh, there's other teams on the rise. Phoenix, Phoenix is on the rise. For sure. Like, uh, it's Zion, be, if he's healthy, the oh, Pelicans. It's a dogfight. Yeah, it's a dogfight in the yeah. West um, as well next year. Yeah. So. But the one thing you did mention, though, which I'll take away from Houston, um, you know, offensively they're gifted, but their defense really stepped up. Mm. And, you know, like you mentioned, if they do get like a Jeff Van Gundy type of coach who is kind of defensive-minded, like maybe that could enhance the one aspect that they need kind of uh, enhancing in like the defensive side. So that was my one positive from them. Definitely a disappointment because I thought they would have given more of a fight to the Lakers. Um, But who knows, maybe, you know, the same goes, there's always next year, right? Yeah, that's that's true. And for for them, I just feel like if Russ would ever, I I don't think it'll ever happen, but like if he ever just came off, off of the bench and just like so so they would never have that pressure let up then you have that perfect system because he can do the things that Harden does like they need they they Harden's job is to break down the defense and then if he can't break it down pull pull a three but Russ can drive and he doesn't need to uh pull a three he can pull a mid-range and and the the same uh effect happens either they collapse and he and he can just kick out but I don't know if that'll ever happen man (laughs) superstars don't come off bench I know I know I know I know, but it's, it is what it is. Because, like, when he's out there, it takes away Harden's pass for the four sh- – like, that's, that's just, like, the four shooters. Like, he, he's not a three-point shooter. He, it collapses in the defense, and it, it kind of packs – it kind of, like, takes away from Harden's. I don't know. The thing with Russ, too, man, I think he has the largest amount of turnovers uh, average-wise in terms of, like, guards. Like, he's, like, in terms of, like, like 4.2 turnovers on yeah, average. So, like, you're always going to see kind of a bonehead play from Russ, unfortunately, in mm. a key pivotal moment. And uh, if he takes care of the ball better, like, it's very careless. And I think yeah. that also goes against him. Sorry, John, you were going to say something. I was just going to say, it actually, you guys discussed this making me think, would you rather have a top-ranked offense team or a top-ranked defensive team defense. Uh, in this bubble play right now? Defense? Defense always, man. You yeah. go defense, man. Dude, defense there's only defensive teams left. 
Well, I'm just thinking because Bucks were top defense, they're out. Raptors are top defense, they're out. Bucks was fraud defense, bro. That's a top two, and they both didn't, didn't go forward. Whereas well, you look at Miami, their offense, they're, they're continuing forward. Lakers are defense, man. I don't know. You know the Miami defense was basically equivalent yeah. to ours, and um, Celtics Boston's defense up was there, ranked right? fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lakers is ranked two, I think. Two yeah, or one. Lakers are up there. Yeah. And for some, like, and, and Nuggets, the Nuggets are the only, like, suspect defensive team left. Boston's, Boston's actually funny to get because they're actually more balanced. They're like, I don't know, yeah. two and four or something like that. Miami's, like, all offense. Yeah, defensively may look better than they actually are, but I don't know. I just, I just wanted Miami? I thought, I think their defense is, like, really good. I, I would. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the stats are with their defensive yeah. ratings, but I mean, to answer your question, you go defensive all the way for a team because defense wins yeah. ballgame. I'd say, John, like to, to that point as well, like the defense, I would say, as well in terms of a defensive team, but you do need that blend of that offensive kind of jugular in key moments to be able to get you a bucket. And I think right now the teams that are left have a balance of that where they can play steady amount of defense in key pivotal stretches, go on runs, and then also have key playmakers who can score and get you a bucket as well in pivotal moments. So that's why they're probably like the last four teams that are left because they've done it the most consistently. But generally, a defensive moniker is going to help you. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes in terms of how the NBA continues to develop. Like you, you need that star power, but you need to play defense or you won't even get close uh, to that ring. So. Mm. Definitely. All right, guys. So I think we've covered off a ton, a ton of content as we're kind of summarizing the bubbles, some great conversation and just some great thoughts overall. We'll see as these conference finals uh, kind of wind down who is going to be representing the East and the West in the finals. So we'll kind of touch base and talk about that shortly as well in an upcoming episode. Uh, we thank everybody for joining us and tuning in to be on the court. Uh, don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to subscribe as well. Take care. Be safe. Stay blessed. Cheers.